song by our guest today, Glenn Matlock, and that's his newest solo release, Good to Go, and uh, that's on the Mighty Village Rec- on Mighty Village Records, and um, I am going to bring Glenn into the studio, as well as my co-host Spencer Drake, and this is Holly Stuffy. Um, I wanted to say real quick, Glenn just made it back from, uh, I believe, Tokyo. I'll let him tell you. So we're going to be cutting this show a little bit shorter today. But um, if you'd like to listen live, you may do so. And, um, and there is a chat room. 
And afterwards, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And with that, I'm going to bring in um, Glenn and also, because he's calling from, um, I believe, I don't know, Glenn, are you in London? I'm in London, yeah. But I would like to You're say in London. Konnichiwa. And there's, <laughs> and I got Spencer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a real handy to see phone call, isn't it? Yeah. All right. I know. It's like across from Spencer, the park. Hi, Spencer. Hi, Molly. How you doing? Hi. Yeah, all right. Well, a little bit frazzled, actually. I've been off the plane about two hours, isn't it? Oh, my God. So, you're jet-lagged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really tired. I can hear yeah. it. But you know okay. what, Glenn? We want to hear about your travels along the way. But... um. That song that we opened up with, Hooking You, that is off your Good to Go um, latest release, solo album. Yep. Um, very cool song. All the tracks on here are really, really great. And great. Uh, I know yep. there's a lot of amazing people that were part of this. Maybe yep. um, we can talk a little bit about the song, a little bit about how that came to be, because I know that you have played with many people, including uh, the Sex Pistols. So um, let's yeah, go I've for it. Yeah, around what a bit over tell? the years, yeah. yeah. Well, in, in let's hear about it. One, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but on that record, on that you just heard a Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats on the drums, and um, El yeah. Slick on all the guitar the electric guitars. Um, I play acoustic mm-hmm. and sing. There's a mate of mine called Jim Lowe, who's a record producer in his own right, um, does a lot of stuff with a band called Astoriophonics over here in the UK and the Charlatans. Um, and, yeah, we got together sort of a couple of years back now, cut the record upstate New York with a guy called Mario McNulty, who did Bowie's album before last, the, the last day record. Um, and mm. it all kind of came together. I think it was a pretty good session. Uh, uh, Glenn, i got to ask you, you have... Uh uh, Chris Spedding on it, right? I've followed Chris for he, years. But what happened, yeah, what happened was we, Els on that track, I recorded yeah. a whole bunch of stuff in America, and it took a little bit of a while for the record to finally come out, and, and in the meantime, I'd written a few more songs, and there's a couple of slightly newer songs that I recorded in London, and Chris Spedding guests on one of the songs, a song Great. called Keep On Pushing, that maybe you might hear a bit later on or something. If you got a mind to, oh, but yeah, yeah. So I'm quite, I'm quite chuffed. I could, um, I could, uh, what's what's the word you Americans use? Um, in the road, they are you, you roused them up, didn't it? It's like roused up with good guitarists, yeah. And, and the production on the album amazing. is really hot. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got it's very like Sockham type of album, you know, very high end uh, in production. Um, yeah, but it's kind of pretty much just playing it's live you know, with a few overdubs. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mario captured the sound pretty good. Um, yeah. There was a guy over here in England called John Moon who'd done stuff with Amy Winehouse and all that. But they're kind oh, wow. of chums as well, you know. I mean, it's not like yeah. a big deal, expensive record. We, we kind of made it as a labor of love, and it, but it all kind of, um, it gelled, you know. So, yeah, I wanted to say that... It's an amazing album. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Spencer, you. what were you saying? Oh, it's okay. Say exactly. It's an amazing sorry. album, Glenn. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, you know there are quite a lot. Well, there are quite there are twelve tracks. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. There are twelve <laughs> tracks on here. And you know what's funny? You and I hadn't spoken, and I picked out the two songs to play for today. And mm. uh, it's funny because um, we opened up with "Hooking You," which is 
I think such a power. They're all very powerful. Great, great song. Really great songs. Yeah. And uh, then obviously keeping on, keep on pushing, which you just, um, you know, reference. We're going to close with. But you know what I really want to talk about, um, if you'd like to, because I know that um, I'm sure a lot of the people along the way out on the road when you've been out playing this, the response has been amazing. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about where you came from from the beginning and how you got to where you are right now? Well, that's a long story. Um, but no, I mean, <laughs> where did, where did, I mean, it started with the Sex Pistols and it's been downhill since then. But um, <laughs> along the way, I've, I've got to play with loads of people. I've been lucky enough that, you know, what I did with Steve Jones and Paul Cook and Johnny Rotten way back starting in 1975, has had a really mm-hmm. big spin-off all around the world and it's kind of introduced me to people who came before the Sex Pistols that influenced us, you know, like Iggy and the New York Dolls and, and um, people like the Faces and the Small Faces, I got to play with all of those guys at some stage. And then people that we influenced, you know, guys like Primal Scream. I was in the studio a couple of weeks back with with Bobby and Andrew and Zach Starkey. You mentioned Spencer when you were yeah, yeah. about, you know. You know, they're, they're kind of friends and they're all in that kind of left-field rock kind of thing and everybody has a... I suppose a kind of common ground, a bit of synergy, and the project comes up. Everybody yeah, I, I saw out. you at so, the showcase in New York uh, with Zach Starkey and Shush, and uh, the album mm. you were on, and that was a really cool album. Um, but that was a hot show. Tommy Price was with at that show. Yeah. Uh, that was a great show. That was a great show. Yeah, that, that was, was about two years ago. And Clem played drums because. We should add that yeah. Zach's a very good drummer. He's a pretty good guitarist as well. So yeah, that's what yeah, you guitar, know. It's funny you know. when I saw Zach at a showcase. I was invited by Tommy Price and his wife. Um, I didn't realize uh, everybody thought he was going to play drums, uh, just like you're saying. And everybody, well, all of a sudden, he goes on to a lead guitar, and everybody freaks out, right? And he's incredible, uh-huh. right? Well, you got to keep everybody guessing. You know, everybody thinks I'm a bass player, but I, I always turn up with me acoustic guitar these days. So I know. What's going on? It was funny, that song, just playing that song. I was actually in Tokyo, and I did a, an acoustic sort of showcase for the album, but I actually played that acoustically, mm-hmm. and it always kind of goes down well. Mm. Um, but in, wow. in Rapongi in, in Tokyo, so um, I had a bit of a... A time warp moment there, listening back to that. Yeah. You have a track on here that is acoustic. Um, I'm looking at it. Um, it's quite different from the rest of the album, which is kind of cool. Um, I think it's Speak about? to You Soon. Speak to You Soon. I think speak, it was that speak one. Too Soon. Yeah, it was not out and out. L's on that one. I mean, that's quite. Um, I mean, I play acoustic on all of it, but there's nothing that's really. Really acoustic. But playing with with Slim Jim, you know, it's kind of giving it more of a slightly rockabilly feel, slightly oh uh, yeah, yeah, exactly kind of thing. You know, it was deliberate. I always liked the Spiders from Mars, and what I liked about them was the way that Bowie, all the rhythm guitar is acoustic guitar. You know, and it mm. gives so much more mm-hmm. room for the lead parts to come through. You know, wow. for Johnson to do these kind of stuff. But if you listen to songs like Hang On to Yourself or Suffragette City or something like that, or even earlier than that, um, 
what's another song of his? Uh, it's a real rockabilly song, which is uh, John I'm Only Dancing. That's kind of a bit of a blueprint for this album, a little bit, sort mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. In a roundabout mm-hmm. way kind of thing, but with my take and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I can hear go. I can hear the strong influence on this on this album very much. So, mm-hmm. what has been that people's response in your on your tour that you just are now coming back from? Well, I'm not Tokyo really sure as a band as yet. I'm just mm-hmm. doing selected things here and there. Um, in fact, even before Tokyo, I was in Korea and I was playing with some Korean guys, but that was more for. A fun thing at a festival. I think the touring's going to be coming next year now. I'm just doing some press and stuff. But people dig the things. I've had some great reviews on the album. Really, you know, you put a lot of work into making a record, but until it gets out there, you don't know what the reaction's going to be. But it's all been pretty encouraging so far. So. Oh, no. Oh, no, your songs are great. Every review I've read, every review I've read has been, you know, Top notch, it's been great. Um, you know, I read an interview, and I want and I want to go back a little bit here. I read an interview about your family, and about how you grew up and stuff, and it was so interesting to me because it's so interesting to see past and how it goes into the future. You had a very um, interesting childhood, and uh, I know your dad. He used to build Phantom Rolls Royce cars and also uh your yeah i was i was blown away with that i was reading that and uh (laughs) everybody's parents did something he happened to do that i mean he just kind of did it he didn't build them all by himself he did a bit of it you know Uh but um and in fact he even got me a job there when i I started out with the pistols I, my, I, he got me a job in the accounts department, so I worked there for a couple of months. Wow. Which enabled me to buy the base cabinet for the amplifier head that Steve Jones had got older somehow. So it's all a bit of a mixed up, crazy, shook up world. But yeah, yeah there you go. So, Glenn, mom, I got to ask you a question. Uh, oh, Holly, can I ask him? Oh. I, I wanted to ask him a question about uh, that. Go I ahead, read that. Spencer. that uh, McLaren, your manager, Malcolm McLaren, was interesting. Uh, so he said, this is really funny, though. It says he fired you because you liked the Beatles. Can you comment oh, on that? that? I want to get the that, real that's story. Just, that's just rubbish. It's rubbish. Right, exactly. Don't believe what you read, Spencer. Yeah. No, no, I didn't yeah. say that. Yeah. I, well, I knew there was some <laughs> other side of it. That's funny. why I want Glenn to comment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, basically, I left the bank because John was getting a bit too big-headed for my liking, and Malcolm was trying to push it in a different direction from what the original blueprint for the band was. And he just said that to try and discredit me somehow, you know. Well, you know, i got to bring up something. I'm involved with, you it know, Judith and I in the Velvet Underground time, show in New York. And Hold on. I'm sorry. What were you saying, Glenn? I'm I was going to say, on. for Malcolm to say that at the time was mm. kind of a fun thing you laugh off, but 40 years later, people still are asking me about it, so I'm not so happy with him about that. Yeah, but I wanted to uh, comment on something. I'm in the Velvet Underground show with Judith, my partner, and, you know, it's about Andy Warhol, right, handling the right, Velvet. Okay. And there's a similarity here. You've got a guy who ran a clothes shop, uh, McLaren, running a group, and Andy Warhol was, you know, a painter and running a band. And everybody right. was unhappy. I mean, Lou was unhappy at, at a time. Uh, uh, what 
what I'm trying to bring in is these two people that ran a band, I don't know if they could really understand what the band was. You know what I'm saying? Like you had probably had a lot of problems with the band. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I, I think they were, they were kind of ideas men, both Andy Warhol and Malcolm. I think Malcolm was quite hip to, to Andy Warhol. We kind of always, really. Um, yeah. You know, they were ideas blokes, and sometimes people like to stir things up and keep everything in a state of flux to make it interesting. But sometimes, you know, there's a good expression, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. So yeah. exactly. I don't to draw the line. Right. Uh, my, know, my point was um, is that uh, as a manager of a group, uh, you know, it seems like they could, there was a part that they wouldn't relate to. You know what I'm saying, Glenn? That there might well, be some distance. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's practicalities in yeah, in running yeah. the band as, as over and above the ideas. But, you know, they get sorted in the end. But I don't know. It's um, just you the know, way things go. You, you can't take the Velvet Underground or the Sex Pistols out of the, the time that they were in and the, uh, the scenario that they was in. And they both had built-in kind of shelf life somehow. You really like you know. the faces, right? You like that group, the faces. They were great. I, not only did I like them, I was in them for a tiny little bit. We, I, I know, I know. Them about mm-hmm. five or six years ago. That was the... That was my biggest buzz, you know. I think Ronnie was my favorite guitarist. Don't tell oh, yeah. if I didn't, but Ronnie Wood is. Um, Ian McLagan, who's sadly no longer with us, I think, right, he, as a right. keyboard player. He's up there with Booker T, you know. He's just real class act. But they were fun. They, they, you know, they had a uh, sort of prior to punk. They seemed to have the right attitude. They seemed to like. They didn't care about anything. And they had to laugh about everything all the time, always. And it was kind of quite a good starting ground. That's what myself, Steve, and Paul Cook were into. John wasn't so keen on them, but that's what originally got the band together. And when I met Steve and Paul, and they oh. were looking for a bass player, I, I said, well, I'd play bass. And they said, who'd you like? I said, the faces. Great group. And they went, oh, wow, that's fantastic. That's our favorite band, too. So, you know, they were kind of pretty influenced. Influential they were. On us, Very big. Even t- Steve, Steve Jones' guitar sound has a lot to do with Ron Wood somehow. Right. Yeah. No, fantastic. You have some fantastic people playing on your new, um, you know, record, you know, your newest release. Um, can I ask you, are you currently working on anything new that's going to be coming out soon since you just finished this one? Um, give me a break, will you? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I, don't I know that a lot of people already. What shape or form they're going to take, I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a lot That's of work great. to get this out. I mean, the recording the record these days, if mm-hmm. you're an older bloke, is the easy thing. It's to getting it out and getting mm-hmm. it to everybody to hear it. You know, in the whole sort of morass of music that's put out all the time by thousands and thousands of people each week on the internet or whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got to try and find a pathway through it all, and that's the hard bit these days, I think, for blokes like me. Are you going to play in uh, New York, Glenn? I'd love to, if I get the right offer. That's, that's what I'm kind of working on now, but it's, it's kind of down to you guys. You know, if you'll play the record enough, people will dig it, and then we'll get great record. over. Great oh, record. Oh, no, it's awesome. Isn't yeah, that great, Holly? I love the record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has oh. a very 
strong, um, you know, message, and it's it's a great. It's it's just all really great upbeat music. Yeah. Um, well, I think you know the what, message Glenn? in that song that you just played, I, I a big influence on that song to me, not musically uh-huh. but sentiment wise, was that mm-hmm. line in the Screaming Jay Hawkins song. I don't care, you know. I put a spell on you. He says, "I don't care if I, I don't care if you don't Hook want me you. on yours anyhow." Yeah, and that's what you're <laughs> going to get from me. You know? That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Um, what I would like to ask is, uh, your website, so we can give it out on the air to everyone. Yeah, if well, they would, your video, I yeah. cut, I cut of that, and, and it's um, real easy. It's Glenn Matlock with one end. Right, because um, we only need one in Glen, I think. So Glen Matlock. Um, dot co. dot uk. Glen Matlock. Awesome. uk. So well, you know, I read a lot of reviews, like I said, on your latest release, and it really had fantastic reviews. And then I got to this one article about, um, you know, all the other bands and all the played with and. Then it talked about your family, like I said, about your father working, building the Phantom. And then there was one article, one part of the article that talked about your mother was called Mrs. Sex Pistol. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't too happy about that. And, um, I, d- I don't blame her, really, you know. Um, and she, and she took it out of my dad, and my dad took it out of me, and we didn't speak for about a year. So, um, but, you know, there's a kind of a big, there's always a knockoff knock-on effect to these things. I know that I'm friends with the Ronsons, you know, Mick Ronson's family. Oh, yeah. Right uh, mm-hmm. and, um, Maggie, his sister, is yeah. a good friend of mine, and I knew his mother, and I knew Mick, and I knew his other brother, David. But Maggie told me that when Bowie did quite a big famous interview for the Melody Maker, when Ziggy Stardust came out, and he sort of admitted he was bisexual, Mick had got some money through fun, and he bought his mum and dad a car. Oh, wow. A new mm-hmm. car. No. And when that interview and the Melody Maker came out, somebody in Hull, which is a small town up north in the north of England, threw uh-huh. brake fluid all over the car. Oh, and wow. All the oh, no. As a direct oh, no. Yeah. So, you know, you can say what you like, but there's always a kind of a downside to things somehow. So, you know, people don't always see that. But, but there you go. Well, we yeah. we see this we see this uh, you know this latest release as a positive thing. Um, and now you will announce your tour as it comes along. And uh, when are you thinking about possibly coming to the U.S.? Well, I think it's going to be maybe sort of early in the new year. Now it's, the, the, the mm. clock's ticking. I've got okay. loads more press and things to do this year over here and in Europe and. I've sort of been invited back to the Far East again and Australia and New Zealand as well. So, um, and I like I love coming to the States. I love coming to the East Coast, but maybe January is not the best time to do that. So let's let it warm up a little bit. Right. And we'll be oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He wants to go to Hawaii. <laughs> 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 he wants to go where it's warm. I don't blame you. Well, I know that we wanted to limit this um, interview to half an hour, and we're coming up on that. Um, and I know that okay. Spencer had some things to talk about at the end. But, no, I, 
Glenn, we'd love to talk to you for for a full hour, but you know I know that um, well, you're she really tired. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a bit of a short notice thing, so. Um, Oh no 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 no! no. You got to no, do what you got to no. do. No no no, we understand. We we understand no. that. What I'd like to say before we um, end talking with you is, uh, and segue into our next thing is, I wanted to ask if there's anything that you'd like to share with our listeners about, you know, music or um, about your latest release or anything that you'd like to tell our listeners listening today. Um, do you know what I think? I think these days there's you know some good stuff around, but a lot of it to me is is kind of rehashed old fanny, I think, and um I think you can't be a simple thing done well, and that's what I've striven for, and maybe pulled off this time around, so check it out, yeah, mhm, yeah, it is it's very it's quite powerful, well, with that, we're going to a uh, um segue into our thing and uh, let you uh, carry on with your evening. I know it's well, like, I'm what, going, 10, I'm going to bed in a 10 o'clock there? <laughs> yeah, no, jet lag. Yeah. I mean, he's going to rock Tokyo, out in but, bed. Mm. No, but we thank yeah. you so much for calling in. And, um, okay. you know, it's, okay. it's such, for being it's on, such Glenn. a... Thanks for being it's on. such an honor to talk cool. to you, Glenn. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again and hearing more of your album. I definitely will be playing more of it. So uh, we'll be playing that song after you're probably fast asleep. <laughs> All right. All right, Have a beautiful day, Glenn. Hey, take care, right. Glenn. Have a good take night. Care, Rock Have and roll. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Okay, so we are going to carry on. Um, you had some things that you wanted to talk about in regards to yeah. a lot of the events that are going on in New York, and we have about uh, 15 minutes left to do that okay. because I have to play his song and I need to end this show. Yeah, sure. definitely. So let's hear a little bit about um, your Velvet Underground experience that you're doing. We got the the uh, Velvet Underground show uh, called the Velvet Underground Experience. Like you said, Hal is in New York now, uh, running from running from October 10th to December 30th. Uh, Judith and I went to the opening okay. of Silver Reed. Um, Danny Fields was there. Uh, Joseph Arthur was there. Uh, Mick Rock was away; he couldn't make it, but uh, Bob Gruen was there. It was a really great opening, and we have. Um, some of our Velvet Underground pieces, plus the Ramones End of the Century cover that Mick photographed, is on a wall, uh, which is downstairs. It's a two-floor setup uh, on 718 Broadway in New York, and um, the gallery is open uh, from, I think, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. during the week, and on weekends, the same hours, and uh, it's a great show. It's just a, it's like beyond the Velvet, it's like uh, the culture around the Velvet era, you know, that whole thing. So you kind of feel like you're in the whole culture, you know, of Velvet and people around the Velvet or way way things were, you know, at that time. And a magazine, uh, you know, covers from the Oracle and Life magazine and and books. Everything's in the show. It's crazy. A lot of video, too. So you really get a strong feeling of it. It's really exciting show. It's well Put together, 
Um, uh, curators are Christian Favre and Carol Mirabello, who originally did the show in Paris in 2016 uh, under pretty much the same format, except it got more expansive in New York. Um, they're planning to come out with a book, which we hope we were receiving. We should for a book review, um, and that's going on. And then the curators, uh, I'm trying to book now for a show with us, and I'll probably be on your show, you know, your show thing, Hal, so I'll be on it. And that is on its way now. And then the other thing in New York, which I went to, was Niels Lofgren at City Winery, incredible event. He's going to be on our show with his next album in the spring. Yeah, he's, he's a like, great guy. Oh, man, he's I've incredible. Oh, yeah, this live show is unreal. Yeah. And it's a packed house, mm-hmm. and, it, and I, I met him backstage, a very nice gentleman. And I actually hooked him up to one of his albums called Flip. He wanted to do this jump shot. Now, in the days of computer, it's very interesting. Today, had you know, to do something like that is really easy. He just stand with a guitar, and he bend over, and on Photoshop, you could dot it out. But in the day that he did the album, there was no computer. And so I, I sent him to a place, and you know what he did? He had to jump on a trampoline and and flip oh, in the air funny. with his guitar, right? And oh, so, no. Right, and you know what's funny? He did shows like that. He actually did a couple of shows where mm-hmm. he was on a, like a trampoline and jumped with the guitar, mm-hmm. and they told him, he went show, Holly, they told him to come back and do it again on the stage. He says, I'm not doing this again. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm. But, um, Anyway, he he had a great show. He had a great band. Um, he's very creative. He plays different kinds of instruments also, um, and um, he's going to be a real. And you're going to like him. He's so laid back and a wonderful man, and uh, very appreciative and humble. You know the type of person. Thank God. You know, so he'll be on. And uh, those are the two things I want to mention. I did see John Cale last night at the Velvet uh, location. He did a and a which is very interesting, and um, mm-hmm. I asked about the uh, his uh, John Cale Lou Reed album, Songs for Drella, which is a great album, and he sort of went into it. He had a very, you know, with him and Lou, they were on and off, on and off all the time, and their relationship. Um, it's amazing that the 93 tour that we worked on, designed for, was a tour that they all got together and played in Europe. But... Um, it's a very cool Q and A, um, and they also, you know, it's interesting. They're 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 having a section every Thursday at seven to nine p.m. where they're playing new bands every week, oh, that's every great. Thursday. To, yeah, to mm-hmm. the closing of the show. So I saw this band list, a really cool band. I never, they're incredible. So um, that's going on. Yeah, also I was reading that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 going to be really cool. The show's worth going to. It's really a great show. A lot of visual. I wish you were here. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish yeah, you. Yeah, no, that's um, really really. What's going on No, that's really really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really good. Oh, great. Really, so, so that's my stories here so far. <laughs> that's my stories here so far. Yeah, no. What yeah. I wanted to say real quick um, about Glenn Matlock, our guest today. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's called Glenn Matlock, Good to Go, and there are 12 tracks on here, and it's a fantastic album, and uh, I uh, congratulations, I wanted to say about the Velvet Underground show, I'm sorry, I, I just oh, wanted no, no, to it's okay. no, it's okay. segue back into Glenn real quick, because we just got off yeah. the phone with him, 
Yes. Um, there were so many other questions I wanted to ask him because if you look at the uh, cover, I wanted to ask him about the cover because I know there was a significance about that, um, something about it. And if you open it up, you've got you open up the inside he's with his acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is so unlike something you'd think be coming from Glenn Matlock, you know, from the Sex, you know, from the Sex right. Pistols and right. the other bands that he's played with, but. I think that this album, you know, if I were going to review it uh, mm-hmm. as I am, every track on here is so powerful. It and is. the tracks that we are going to yep. be ending with, yeah, they are. It's just like it's, really cool. it's got yep. that rockabilly sound. There are a couple acoustic songs um, that are really cool. Uh, the song that we're going to be ending with called Keep On Pushing was a song that he was talking yes, about. Um, right. So, again, it's Glenn Matlock, guitars, Earl Slick, and then Chris Spedding, Neil X, drums, Slim Jim Phantom, Chris Maste, I hope I'm saying his last name correctly, mm-hmm. um, bass, Jim Lowe, tambourine, Anthony Bannacourt, and uh, produced by Mario McColty, I hope I'm saying that right, and John Moon and Glenn Matlock. So it's interesting. Glenn helped produce this. So I, you know, it's 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 uh, another show that we need to do because I want to ask him about how he felt with the production of it. Right. The production. And also, yeah, and also about you know the photography mm-hmm. and um, well, you know again, that for the front cover, Holly. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Holly, the front cover looks like a real 50s-type shot. You know, when they slicked their hair and they combed it, you know, that real rock and roll type of look, 50s look. You know, that's what they did. They combed their hair that way. You know, it looks like he's doing that thing. You know, it's got a 50s yeah, look. Yeah, I don't it. know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> it's a very interesting out. It's very interesting, the photography on this. I yeah. like the colors, too. Packaging yeah, it's is really nice, nice. It's nice. It's a simple, mm-hmm. it's a simple package, but very nice. Yeah, and and you know, you picked a good song. The opening song is very good too. That was a good song. Yeah, in yeah, you. Again, yeah. he said that had a double meaning to him. That yeah. he really wants to get his hooks into people with the music is what I got from it because the song is yeah. very powerful. It is. Um, and it's got great lyrics to it. And uh, the song we'll be ending with, Keep On Pushing, is another one that has really great lyrics. And it's another really strong song. But um, what was I going to say? So we want to have Glenn back. And, Glenn, we want to thank you so much for calling in from just getting in from the airport. That i got to really tell you a story, Holly. Business. I was after Glenn for mm-hmm. about a year. And every time I got in touch mm-hmm. with him, he was on this tour, <laughs> so I said, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get exhausted, you know. And I said, but you know what happened is now is the best time. He just came out with this album, so it didn't matter about before, mm-hmm. really. He's, this is the perfect time. His album coming out, you know, the whole thing. It's, it's funny how it worked out, but you know, things work out in the right way, right? I mean, things sometimes work out in the right way. So it oh, meant absolutely. Happen, you know. And the it's fact great. that you know the fact that he also recorded it in London and New York, and mm, that yeah, his yeah. collaborator was Earl Slick, which 
you know, is known for all his work with David Bowie. Um, you know, that was kind of cool. And I could definitely hear Slim Jim of uh, the Stray Cat, which... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. A, you're right, whole, you're right. He does a song on it. It seems like it's right yeah. from there, you know, that same mm-hmm. feeling, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. I've seen Earl Slick on the stage a lot. We're, we're like, I've known Earl for actually a number of years, and he's a great guitarist. Mm-hmm. He's really except, And he's like exceptional guitarist. He really is. He, he's really an amazing person. So when I saw his name on the album, I didn't realize until I got the album he was on it. I said, whoa. And Chris Spedding, in, in English, guitar history is very famous. Uh, he goes way back. I saw mm-hmm. him in New York years ago play at Collie. He's a very famous name in English guitar um history actually mm-hmm. um and he's fantastic oh, yeah. So, yeah yeah chris is very famous so he's got a lot of good people he's surrounded by right i mean he always picks really good people that's another thing right he's always playing around good people i thought i think i think this is a great package and yes, um i think yeah, I that you know yep. um i i would highly suggest getting this uh it's called good to go and again, Glenn gave his website out, and uh, it's a .uk, and it's Glenn with one N, G-L-E-N, and then Matlock. Uh, and like I said, all the reviews, I, I started reading some of the reviews on this, and it was fantastic, some of the reviews I was reading. Wow. And it was yeah. just so, it was it gave me such more of an insight on mm-hmm. what was behind what he did and you know then when i got into the stuff about his family i thought that that was just so cute um you know about (laughs) his mom and about his dad and uh he had he had an interesting he talked a lot about his childhood and he has two boys that are also musicians um really uh he didn't we didn't get a chance to talk about that he's a 24 year old boy a younger oh, really? son who's 20, and uh, they recently signed a deal, and he wrote them congratulations really? card with a packet of aspirin, he said. <laughs> As they had a late-night session, <coughs> I asked them how they went, and they said, not bad. Um, <laughs> but That's great. Um, yeah, so we didn't even get I, – I, there were so many that questions was interesting, I which you had said, wanted yeah. to talk to him about, yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's, I thought it was really, really cool when I read a lot about, you know, him and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. about his family and his own children that are involved right. in the music industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking now at some of the older pictures also of the Sex Pistols with Glenn Matlock, Johnny Rotten, and Steve Jones. And uh, it's he interesting, actually, you know, you know yeah, it's from the Sex Holly, I just want mm-hmm. to uh, add to that. When you, when you read about the history, he was really there a short time with the Sex Pistols. He wasn't there that long. He mm-hmm. just he just was on Nevermind the Bullocks, I think, and then he mm-hmm. th- that was it. You know, literally. I mean, he had a short-lived life with the group. I think it was a very toxic life, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. But uh, who knows why? But but he I, had a short-lived yeah. life. But but he's always. Always remembered for that, you know. It's amazing. He's always mm-hmm. remembered for the Sex Pistols, and he's a good, he's a great guitarist. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, you know, it's interesting. Paul Weller, who used to play with the Jam, uh, mm-hmm. a famous group, the Jam. You know, years ago, he he by himself right. is an amazing, dynamic guitarist. You've heard his music, and he's got albums. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Weller and and Glenn is in the same type of thing. He goes out on his own from a group 
It was a very famous old group. And on his own, he's great, right? Power. They're both very power musicians, by the way, and they come from these really historic groups years ago. But they themselves, when they show their own identity, are amazing, right? I mean, they're amazing. And I, always, I put them together kind of because Weller is very strong, very heavy rock, and, and uh, Glenn gets into that. And they're both very good. You know, they're both great songwriters. But, uh, oh, yeah, they came absolutely. From, they both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to get Paul Weller on the show because he's got, I don't know what he's doing now, but he had an album out a couple of years ago. He showcased in New York. I saw him. Very big power band. Unbelievable. And uh, Absolutely. But they're, they're both yeah. doing same. They're on the same road. You know what I mean? Like they're really on the same road, those two. It's interesting. I think Glenn has his own, he's in his own right right now because this yeah, album, he is. You're right. this, you know, latest release is really great. And, you know, getting away from the Sex Pistols whole thing and getting away from all the other stuff, right. the people that he's exactly. playing with yep. and he's done this project with has been, you know, really spoken for itself. It's created his own sound, I which say, I you think know, is really I, an identity thing. I, th- I, I think it's exactly right. And, and, you know, the other thing, I don't know, but when I got it and I started to play it, I said, wow, right? You probably did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Said, what is going on here? This is like... And, and, you know, Tommy Price, remember we had him on. His album's pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm. This album is amazing. I mean, uh, this album is very strong. Like I said, we both agree, uh, strong production, incredible production, strong songs, great musicians. My God, this album should have a, a long bass, right? Because it's really that good, right? I mean, it's really that good all it's the way It's not through. getting much airplay here in the U.S. or what? I haven't I, heard I, it. I don't know. Uh, you, you know what? I think play it more over pro- here. You know what? It's a problem. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. He's in England. He needs to get a PR person in the United States. This is very, If you're living away, you will not have any PR. You know what I mean? Unless he's got his own PR firm, you know what I mean? Or, or a PR person in New York. But right now, you don't mm-hmm. hear it on the show. You know, right now, you don't hear it. I think it just came well, out, so it's probably, That's you know. interesting. That's really interesting because... You know, I've worked with uh, quite a few bands that are strictly out of the U.K., and they came from the U.K. But, you know, you think about Genesis, you think about Alan Parsons, you think about everybody. They, you know, went on global, national tours, and even though that they may have been, you know, out of the U.K. or out of another country besides the U.S.A., they did get that out there. But you know why? You know why? I'll tell. I got to come in on this because I designed ads for Genesis '79 tour, by the way, from their management Mm -hmm. in New York. And Mm -hmm. there's a big difference. There's a big difference now in music. He doesn't have that big record company. Genesis did, so it's kind of like it didn't matter where the hell they were. They're they were backed Mm -hmm. by power of the record company and also their management was very heavy in New York and I worked for it. I did some design for them and I, like I said I did the Genesis ads they paid me a good amount of money but he doesn't have that see even though he doesn't have it he comes from a very small label who knows what they do PR I know it's going to be very difficult but in those days like you're saying those groups had power they had the record label they had PR it's a different world now and even though it's a great album, yeah, no, you know what I'm saying. I can How? tell you there are other saying? groups, though. Yeah, definitely. But I can tell you there are other groups in the UK that are in the same position, you know, with getting airplay over here. I'm sorry about my voice. My voice is a little off. We've got, um, um, okay, we've got 
a few little things going on in the air here again. We did pass the one-year anniversary on the fire, but uh, we've got a lot of stuff in the air again here. But what you, I wanted yeah, every, to say real quick, which, yeah. I know, I know, it's crazy Sorry, here right yeah. now. But it's harvest, it's harvest season, and I wanted to say again, it's Friday, guys. Please don't drink and drive, whatever you do. Um, you know, get an Uber or whatever. That's why they're out there. Uh, what I wanted to say on um, Glenn's uh, CD again here and on his release, it's Glenn, www again, Glenn Matlock with one N dot CO dot UK. Now, um, it looks like, you know, his label, he's talking about his label and stuff like that. I see this gonna. it's going to be a pretty strong, there's going to be some pretty strong airplay, I believe. On this, I would, uh, I, it should this, have. The question is this: mm-hmm. It should have. I'll be very honest with you. It should have. <clears throat> I agree. We both mm-hmm. agree on this. The question is: Does he have a PR firm that's strong enough to carry it? Because you really need oh, that. Oh yeah, stuff. I'm sure. No, but by himself, I'm sure he does. Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking he might. I don't know. I was, you know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask. Hopefully, he does because uh, I agree with you. We both agree on this. He's got a power album. It mm-hmm. should do it. In other words, this should go on the platter, or whatever the disc, t- whatever they do in tech. Well, and, however uh, it goes out there, Glenn, we support you 100% on this. Exactly. And, Get uh, it on. Well, I'm you know definitely what's going to be putting it out there. Yeah, yeah and you know, what's, you know what's interesting? He's probably got it on YouTube, too, which is very powerful. Right? On so YouTube, may have... there are only a few tracks. There are only two tracks from this okay. release. But that's okay. Um, There are not many. And I'm honestly, between you and I, not going to rely on the Internet for putting music out because there's a lot of really fantastic musicians out there that haven't got anything up on the net. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. But they do have you. streams going on. Yeah, they do have streams. Yeah, yeah. There's but a lot of other stuff. It's, but, you know, if he, he's probably going to do it the right way, and hopefully this album really gets what it deserves. We both agree. So. Oh, yeah. And I'm really happy he's got a great album. Jesus, I didn't expect it. I tell you the truth, I didn't know. You know, when I put it on, I was like, whoa, you know, <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's very, it's right? very strong. Very yeah, strong. It blo- yeah, it's, it's, it's more than it's what It's got a strong see. statement. Exactly. Well, you know, exactly. what I am going to do is I'm going to get it out to some of the DJs in L.A. And also, well, I'm going to actually, I'm going to eat, I'll get in touch with him, but I'm going to get this out there. I know that a lot of people have probably gotten it. And especially if, uh, uh, you know, Slim Jim Phantom of the Stray Cats played on it. And I know that I know him, so I know he's here in California. So oh, cool. there's a lot of the musicians that played with him. So I'm sure that this is getting some airplay in L.A. and in the major, you know, listening audiences. But um, what I wanted to do was end with a song called Keep On Pushing, which I mm-hmm. thought would be cool. Um, oh, is there good, anything good. else great song. you wanted to talk about? Is no, there anything no, it's else a great you song. wanted to I... go over? Go, um, and if you're going to the coffee festival this weekend. Yeah, yeah Holly Coffee Festival. I know. Come. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm going That'll with be Judith. fun. 
we're going to have a coffee festival. We're going to pick up people, bring them on the show, get the sample sent to you, da-da-da, you know, so you can be We happy. will make sure that we love to, we love the coffee expo <laughs> in New York. and We uh, love it. We love the we've coffee done, show. This will be, be our third year. And yeah, year that's is right. so interesting. It's third year. Yeah. And you know what? If you look at the website, what were you saying, Spencer? Oh, no, I'm sorry. What were you <laughs> saying? <laughs> No, it's okay. I was was just going to say we've been there from the beginning, the third year. It's only been in New York for three years. We were there from the first show on, so we got a good record with them, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And what I wanted to say was the coffee festival is really cool because they've launched into so many other things besides just – it's not just coffee. It's also tea. And it's also right. latte art. It's music. Mm-hmm. It's it's art. It's it's the culture. It's well, everything not only that, that goes along with that. And also they have food. Say? They have food too. You know. Mm-hmm. So we they haven't had any thing. of that. <laughs> right? The food mm-hmm. thing. They they had well, this. Be uh, cool. Yeah. So it's got everything. It's got a lot of stuff. It's getting bigger. Who knows? It's going to be. There'll be a big surprise. We'll get new people on. New samples. You know, I'm sure um, it'll be, uh, you know me, Holly, I'm going to go for I'm just really it. interested. No, but what I'm really interested in hearing about more so is the culture that's going along with this. Because oh, okay. there's so much, being out here in California, mm-hmm. especially, um, you know, with coffee, you know, just being abound, cold brew is such a big thing right now, mm-hmm. um, especially they're, you know, going around cold brew, and also a lot of the teas, how they're being infused with yeah, the different are, um, yeah. things that are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, a really big thing. So I'm really excited to hear about what you know that you come back with yeah, on I, that. Yeah, you know, you're right. So with I that, mean, you know what? Cert- no, what I wanted to say was we're running out of time. I'm looking at the oh, time. Okay. I want to play the song. But you're, you're no, bringing up points, yeah, especially the creative side. Yeah. Of the, of Thing. The creative side of the tea and the coffee, the creative mixes. I uh, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank Glenn again so much for calling in today, yeah. from getting yeah. right off his flight and calling yeah. in, and uh, you know. And I want to thank you, Spencer, for being here and bringing everything together. Who do oh, we have next you. Friday? I'm looking at the. I'm looking at my list. Next Friday. Next Friday. What do we have next Friday? <laughs> I know that. Oh wait. Just everyone knows, I do shows Wednesdays and I do shows Fridays. Um, my yeah, Wednesday you, shows are you normally indie shows or breaking news or I'm fitting in. And I do have, Ooh. you know, I just recently did a show last Wednesday with a, a fantastic artist out of New York that oh, um, Carol Kay is, um, that Carol's repping. That were mm-hmm. well, not repping, but she's working. She's yeah, she's repping her, but she's working with her too as well, and she's fantastic, Sevy. And um, if you missed that show, it is available on demand. And the show that we did with Elliot Easton should be up shortly. There were a few uh, snafus on the interview, so that is has been edited. It will be up. Okay. And uh, that was a really fantastic interview with Elliot Easton of the Cars, yeah, yeah. and also of the Empty Hearts. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, oh listen, and, next uh, week, you know what we have next week? We yeah. have Peter Blakely from Morrison Hotel. Oh, that's back. awesome. 
love Peter. Love him. Yep. Peter's a fantastic soul. He's got a beautiful heart. And oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll be a great, great person to be on the air. Um, That's right. He's living exactly. in this area. So, yeah, Peter will be great. I'm really interested to hear his take on the one-year anniversary because we did get hit massively with that fire last year. And uh, oh. we are just keeping our fingers crossed that we don't have another reoccurrence of that magnitude in the air or anywhere. Oh, I want to send lots of love out to the people that are being affected by the hurricane and also the other um, tragedies that are happening globally on a global, um, on a global, you know, sense. Definitely, definitely. You know, I I, I want to bring up something that you and I love also. Christina Aragami, Mm -hmm. we know about her new book coming out. It's in Italy now, but she's, uh, she emailed me. She's going to get together with me, Willie and her uh, in November and I think what she's going to do mm-hmm. is give me a book and send you out a book, Holly, so that you know in November, okay? Mm-hmm. Italian edition. That's great. The Italian edition. And then she's oh, going to do a book yeah. signing. And she said she's going to do a book signing at the Morrison plan for January. So I wanted to mention That's that. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, so we're, we're going to see the work of great photographer we both love mm-hmm. and follow, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Her pieces are well worthy of being in the Morrison. And Christina, um, if you're, you know, listening, or Willie, if you're listening, we're looking forward to having Willie back soon. Willie. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, I want to say, Christina, you know, great work, and uh, you have a lot of support from a lot of your fellow photographers and musicians and and uh, entrepreneurs. As ourselves, um, we love we love the work. We love the yeah, work. Yeah, and it's you know, uh, Willie is on so many tours. I can't keep up with him. Holly. I'm telling you, this Willie is amazing. He's every time I turn around, mm-hmm. he's on some tour. He's going someplace, playing. It's like wild. <clears throat> he's amazing. He's actually an amazing musician. So That's he's very great. Active. What are you meeting? Yeah. When are you meeting with them in November? When did that happen? Well, it has not said I didn't yet. Get it's an a ways away. Them. But she said she's coming in, and she thought it'd be uh, this. Mm-hmm. Is what she said, inex- more expensive. She came to New York with the books, and so I figured each one of us is going to get a book, obviously, and she'll bring in the United mm-hmm. States. But, you know, she's rather than mailing it out, she said. So that was the story. But I have no idea. I'll tell oh, you. Oh yeah. I'll tell you when I get hooked up with them. I'd like to go oh, out. Oh, yeah, them. no, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I'd love to talk to Christina because uh, yeah, 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 she's yeah. Fan- she quite, quite a treasure. According mm-hmm. to Frank, she's she's uh, quite a treasure. Yeah, she her, is. I met her, her so many. I, just met, I met her and Willie mm-hmm. at the uh, Niels Lofgren. They were at the Niels Lofgren event. I met them both. Mm-hmm. They were the, and she know. took some great shots, which she has on uh Oh, God, Facebook. she's great. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Mm-hmm. Really good. So I know Glenn Matlock is also on Facebook, and you can check his stuff out too as well. Mm-hmm. And so with that, I'm going to end the show with okay. uh, his song, uh, Keep on Pushing. And, again, it's Friday, guys. Don't drink and drive. And uh, have fun. Don't get all zinged out on coffee and tea. Um, <laughs> eat some food. Eat some food. Yeah, go check you'll out. Be in a, you'll be there, Holly. Out. Believe me, you're there. No, you're, go you'll check be there out. with us. No, go, 
go check out the music and the latte art this year because, you know, yeah. I've seen some fantastic, amazing latte art. They have competitions, especially here in San Francisco where oh, a lot really? of the coffee companies are based wow. out. Of. Yeah. Wow. Good. Especially the cold brew. It's really great. Oh, yeah, it's the almost cold like brew. beer on it's almost like beer on tap, but it's actually coffee brewed on tap. Ooh, that's incredible. So it's really interesting, yeah. So I mean I, I you, you know, know what you I, Holly, I always get off on the, I love the smell of coffee. That is the big turn on mm-hmm. for me. I, I smell Oh of, yeah. <coughs> I don't know why. It turns me I'm, on. Oh, no. Coffee. Me, I'm the same way. I'm known yep. for getting in the coffee grounds because uh, they do give them away for um, mixing them in their garden. They're really great um, mm-hmm. for mixing in with the soil. So mm-hmm. where I go, they put the coffee in bags, and then it's free in a big container on the side. There are all these little metallic bags that you can take home and mix in and with your compost. Oh, cool. And I always cool. usually grab a bag and open the bag up, just the top, and put it in my car. <laughs> that smells so good. It smells so, so Ooh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my there's God. nothing like getting fresh, fresh ground beans and opening the bag before you get home because it's like it smells so good. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Um, I know. It's like even if you don't drink coffee, it's like, it's like you know, because I'm a tea person. I really am, and a chai. But, you know, I well, yeah, the love, so. love, yeah. love the smell of coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry. I'll get you so good have stuff. Fun don't tomorrow. worry. I'll, I'll keep you happy, Holly. No. Don't worry. I'll keep you happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> have a great time tomorrow. Thank you, darling. You'll this. be with us, and I'll speak to you soon. And, uh, Onward and forward. Yeah, absolutely. Have a fr- happy Friday, guys. Please, again, don't drink and drive. I'm just telling you people that because it's yeah. crazy out there right now. Okay? Mm-hmm.